okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't have to say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. Yo, I know y'all ain't playing skee-ball. <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Okay. Hey. 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 What's what's up with you? What's up with me? What's up with you? We're in our brand new, partially set up studio. Yeah, we moved a whole room over. Lease is a little bit cheaper over here. A little bit cheaper for the lease over here. Yeah, my wife charges us rent on the uh, on whichever room I use for this because she doesn't like it. She wants it to stop happening. So. Uh, yeah, uh, so, Dakota's background's pretty bland, as you can see, um, there's, the plan is, like, kind of a, a bar there, that's still gotta happen, so, and then my background's okay, I think maybe some movie posters are in shot, and my Foo Fighters, so, the places of things aren't exactly where they will be, always, but, you know, it's just kinda, thrown together. It'll come together. Just take some time, you know. Yeah, and there's other small stuff that I had on the walls before that aren't up, so we'll get there. We obviously haven't figured out camera angles. I'm pretty sure this camera's in shot. Uh, and again, that Ooh, background, background sucks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then you might be listening and you might be like, well, I don't give a fuck about your stupid background or your stupid studio. And that's also pretty fair. So, we can just roll right into uh, Scream number two. So, I'll ask you right away. Scream one or Scream two? <coughs> scream one. Scream two. I feel like Scream two was too drawn out. Yes. Like, they, like that movie could have definitely been done in like an hour and 15 minutes. But they dragged it to, what, almost two hours? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just over two. So it was definitely... With credits and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, it was not... I liked it. But, yeah, they, they did stretch it a little too much, for sure. Um, what was your process of who you think the killer was in this one? Because... I'm... I'll be honest, I... Yeah. I had it figured out within like the first 20 minutes right but the second part was the part that you probably didn't have right because that mm. was what I didn't have the, so the mother part I figured it out by um when uh what was his name um okay that's gonna bug me the uh the one dude who was there from last time uh B-Rad from Alabama's Most Wanted I can't think of his character's name well Dewey not Dewey. Randy? Randy. Yeah, Randy. Um, when he made the comment that, you know, uh, something like, he, you know, you know, we don't know who he is or her or she or whatever. When he mentioned girl, I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. Uh -huh. I was like, okay, so it might be a woman that's doing it this time. And then, you know, I was like, you know, they're not going to do the same thing that they did for the last movie. So I'm, I'm, I'm ruling out the boyfriend. And then when the scene when, you know, she scream is in the house, and I was like, okay, I, I, I'm still going to rule him out. You know, he could be in cahoots with someone, but... Mm -hmm. But just, like, the, the one reporter just was very, like, pushy towards, you know, uh, Gail. Yeah. And just, you know, had to make herself known, had was there at every single scene, and I was like... I was like, I bet you it's either her or she's playing a part into it. I was like, cause she's there every time, and she's basically like trying to follow in the footsteps of Gail. At least that's what it looked like there. Now, with the the revealing of who she really was at the end, I was not expecting that. Oh sure, yeah, not at all. But so like when when she came out, and I was like, fucking do it. <laughs> My process was so like 
up to, I think you have no idea. Like, I had no guesses until they're in the hospital. And then Mickey has the comments to, um, to Sydney about, what's he doing running back in that house? And then they pretty much, like, they pretty much come out and tell you, like, well, if no one else, Mickey's involved for sure. And so you just go, well, he's involved. And then is there, you know, my thing was, is there somebody else involved with him? Excuse me. Um, and the whole thing with, now they do frame Derek there with the whole, I mean, it's, as far as yeah. it, within the story, not like people framing Derek, but within the story he was framed and you trying to figure it out of, okay, Derek and Mickey. But, I mean, that was smart by you. Of just going, yeah, rolling out the boyfriend. Um, oh, they're not going. Yeah, they're not going to do the same thing twice. I mean, yeah. they they could, but like. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen three, four, or five, so yeah. they might. Um, <laughs> Maybe in three, it's the girlfriend. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's more of a five. You know, <laughs> more modern times. Um, yeah. So, the reporter, I didn't get. It's funny to go back and watch it the second time. And because when you watch, especially this one, when you go back and watch it the first time, it's still weird on who was where doing what as far as the Billy and Stu thing. Mm-hmm. But as far as this one, when you go back, if after you know the answers, you go, oh, well, it's very like Mickey. You knew the first time because he said what he said. And so you just go, well, it's fucking Mickey. So you knew that the first time. But then going back the second time, some of the things that uh, Billy's mother said with the, you know, they, they go in the station and they figure out it's a copycat killer. And, you know, she's walking out. They're all walking out. And then the comment by her, once uh, Gail storms off all angrily, is, uh, I just thought that, you know, if uh, if they're repeating the killer, you know, the killings from Woodsboro, that, you know, it'd just be this blah da 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 you know? Mm-hmm. Saying exactly what was said in there... But she wasn't in there, you know. With, you know, she wasn't in the police. So, right. So yeah. So that I mean, it's funny when you know the answer. You go back and you go, oh, that was a little is. thing that they dropped, you know. But you, just, I don't know. I just never, for whatever reason, I never suspected the reporter. I mean, she was annoying, but I just didn't. So I, I just, I mean, my, yeah, my, I mean, my thought process on that was, especially one day when. Uh, uh, Randy sprinkled the she or her or whatever. I forget the exact line when he's talking about who the killer might be. And I was like, I'm not kind of halfway retarded, but like I picked up on that. So I'm like, okay, you're trying to hint at something. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. So then going further in the notes. I, uh, yeah, Definitely, the mod, the, that lady just completely surprised me. So, um, I honestly thought it was Mickey acting alone by the time they got to the end. So when she walked in, I... Oh, interesting. Um, so, beginning scene thoughts? Um, well, to go on that, I have a note. Um, zero out of ten, I would hate that movie experience completely. Just so yeah. obnoxious and so obnoxious. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a movie theater format quite that uh, a scenario like that. Everyone gets handed masks and everyone just pretending to stab each other yeah. Like, and then someone gets stabbed and people start pretending to stab each other and I'm like I, I would leave. I'd be like I, I, I can't even enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even care that I bought the $20 popcorn or whatever. Yeah. I'd just walk out. I'd take $20 popcorn with me. Well, yeah. <laughs> as far as the ticket, I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, well, fuck you guys. We'll go see that uh, fucking other movie. That, the Sandra Bullock movie. The Sandra movie. Bullock movie. Yeah. Um, I was like, I noticed the name of the movie they were going to go see was Stab, and I was like, that's as generic as the name is the name Scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just as generic as, as the name Scream. Um, and then, you know, I was like, ah. Oh, is Jada before she ruined Will's life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you you know if you look through, or if you're if you're talking about 
we're talking about horror movie stuff, you know, because, I mean, this whole series of movies is based on the concept of the movie, the horror movie rules. Mm-hmm. Right, so the whole, like, black people die first in horror yeah. movies. Nailed it! Got it. <laughs> Good on the cameraman. He, he stayed alive. He knew what to do. He knew He's, what, I'm out of here. He knew what to exit. He said, I'm going to go find some Prozac. <laughs> some X, not Malcolm. Yeah. So what'd you, uh, what'd you think? What'd you think of the, of the movie reenactment of the first screen oh. movie? <laughs> it was god awful, but I think it, and they even joke about it. That's what I love about this movie is about just, at least the first two, because like I said, I haven't watched three, four, five, so I don't know much. But the whole, I mean, my whole idea of movie roles comes from them doing the, like, the horror movie, like, you know, when, uh... Randy's talking about movie rule, the horror movie rules in the first one. I'm like, oh, it's great. Let's do movie rules, you know? Right around the time I watched this movie, I started going like, here's a movie rule! <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So. I don't know, when it, was, when it was showing that movie, and I was like, the goddamn Jiffy Pop. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. just, it just pissed me off all over again. They nailed it. You they know, nailed they it. They put it right back. It pissed me, off over, pissed me all off over again, but you know. Um, Fucking Jiffy Pop. Where did I? Oh, okay, yeah. So the comment from Sydney in the previous movie, Dewey says, "I, I see it. I see it as you know Meg Ryan playing you. You know you do great." <coughs> and uh, you know he's like, "Thanks, thanks, Dewey." But with my luck, it'll be Tori Spelling, and then they have Tori Spelling playing her in this movie, which I thought was great. Because I mean, they could have just left that alone and not right. done anything with it but of course like <laughs> like that just that's awesome I like that they have Luke Wilson just playing the stupid dude the st- Billy just a terrible version of Billy I thought that was fun Luke Wilson's great I like Luke Wilson but um you know and they and they even show that little scene from it and Randy and Dewey are kind of watching the screen and then Randy's like yeah I'll wait for DVD so even the cheesy reenactment, you know, they're not trying to sell it in the movie as some great movie. They just go like, "Yeah, that's bad." <laughs> you know? So I, I don't know. That's what I like about the, uh, just the series. Very, very authentic. I mean, authentic in that they're being authentic about the fact they're being cheesy. Yeah. You know. Um. So is there a caller ID that sees through Star Six Nine? Because that's. What Sydney's thing? I mean, unless the dude wasn't, I assume a private call. A guy's gonna call private if he wants to call Sydney. And Star sixty nine wants to call, thing. or blocks yeah. the uh, caller ID. So yeah, she had the whole thing. And unless was, they like, probably just see they, through private, or these dudes think they just they probably slick. forgot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> on like the the first scene though, at no point while I'm in the bathroom. Am I going to put my ear up against a stall wall? I don't care what's going on now. I'm not going to... I just... I don't know. Something about... I don't like touching things in public restrooms. No, I don't like to touch anything. Especially nothing with my face. No. No. Not at all. Especially not at a movie theater. I don't think I've ever came across one movie theater bathroom that I've looked in there and been like, hmm, I'd put my face on that floor. I'd put my face on the wall. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. I don't even like putting my ass on the seat, really. Charles and I left Roadhouse once, and I was shitting in that bathroom at the AMC. Just had to go. I don't like shitting places, you know? And I didn't know Charles followed me in. It was, you know, it was a rough hotling shit, you know? And I just, you know, I'm in there, and there's sounds. And, <laughs> and I remember, like, a particularly, like, liquidy, loud fart. And I hear, like, huh? And I'm like... <laughs> Are you standing in here? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Why'd you just wait outside, you fucking weirdo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy, uh, I didn't like Jada being like, I got my money. I want your money. Bitch, go buy some popcorn. At least she's true to how she probably really is. <laughs> <laughs> that, just na- that was natural for her. That was ad libbed. <laughs> she didn't even that wasn't, wasn't even right in there she, it was just ad lib they just kept it in there like I like this yeah 
Uh, you got anything else in the opening scene? Or um, Sydney and what's her face? Hallie in their scene? So much chaos in that movie theater. Yeah, fuck that. So much chaos. And then, she, then, like, you just imagine getting killed in front of all them people and just nothing. Yeah, everybody just kind of looks at you like, hmm. It's just. The whole thing about if someone's got blood dripping out of their mouth. And they stand up and interrupt the movie. I don't know that I'd consider that. What kind of publicity stunt would that be? I don't know. It just, I was like. I mean, especially the yell she let out. I think she was being a little bit overdramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly she the said, yell of someone ah, that's like. I did the whole like lean back and I was like, okay. Yeah. A little overdramatic, but I guess. I don't know. You've never died before. I've never so. died before. I mean, maybe I'll be that dramatic when I die. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, so they're discussing sequels in Randy's movie theory class, film theory, whatever. Uh, totally disagree. Terminator 2 is much better than Terminator 1. I don't care what you say. It's funnier. The action's better. I don't care what anyone says. About, some people are like, oh, Terminator 1's just so much more classic and it's actually a better movie. And it's like, well... How do you figure? Because all the dialogue, like, just... 80s movies are just inherently bad. Like, you know, movie soundtracks in the 80s, you know? I mean, you can find probably a couple good 80s movies, but... I mean, that movie's definitely better than certain 80s movies, because most 80s movies are just bad and cheesy. But 90s movies go up... Terminator 2 is so much better. I don't care what anybody says. It's better. You can't convince me. The action's better... And you go, oh, well, the action doesn't make the movie. The action made the fucking movie. That movie was a hundred times better than Terminator 1. I like Terminator 1. I watch it. It's it's good movie. It's a good movie. I like it. Terminator 2 is better. I don't care what anybody says. You're, all, you're entitled to your opinion. But it's wrong. I was going to put a note on here about that, uh, that, hey, they should listen to our podcast episode. See what, have a little better insight on Terminator 1 versus Terminator 2. Exactly. We just need to like release that back in time, and like it needs to be featured in the movie. Yeah, there you go. Hey, if you guys want to know the real truth about Terminator One and Two, listen to our earlier podcast. I don't know what episodes they are, but yeah, I should have wrote those down for this one. But uh, we won't dig into it. But we have already released them, and they are on all podcast streaming platforms. Indeed. Um, I do agree on Godfather Part Two. Godfather Part Two is better than Godfather, the first one. Um. I do like The Godfather better, but Godfather Part 2 is a better movie. So, they're right about that one. Um, I want to know what happened with Dewey and Gail. Because I would have thought they would have gotten together after that. But maybe she just didn't wait on Dewey in the hospital. What do you think about that? I think that she probably just wanted to ride the fame of having all this, this big exclusive story. And just like, fuck you small town cop. That's fair. That now can't walk and can't walk right and you think me, Gail Weathers, will be caught with someone like you? Nope. <clears throat> that was really funny in that scene when they're making out and they figure out they're being watched and you know, I think the one hand's goofy and like, <laughs> like Joey. And like, oh. <laughs> uh I don't know. I had this is just about... This is me writing notes down when... You know, the different attacks are happening. And so, like, who's doing what? Um, I think someone was already always operating the phone. And mm-hmm. someone was in the costume doing that shit. But that would make it hard as far as... Like, logistically, that's what makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that makes it hard to coordinate... Yeah, because it's... The attacks and whatever. I guess the person hiding has to listen for phone call to end, I guess. Or, you know, the responses of the of the victim plus, on the phone. Plus, you know, this this movie came out and What was it? 97? So cell phones weren't still, like, really... Right. A widespread thing. I mean, they were there, but, like, they were big and bulky and expensive and very little coverage. Yeah. 
I had a note here, so like when when uh, they called the sorority house, I just was like, people just talk about anything to random people on the phone. Is this just like something of the 90s? Because at no point have I ever like been on the phone with someone I don't know. Like, yeah, so I'm doing this, and you know, everyone left for the evening. I was like, just indulge too much information. Yeah, that's what get these people killed. They indulge too much information. Well, I have had that thought. (laughs) The whole reason I've never put it in the note and said it on here is just because the thought is well. If they don't talk on the phone with them, I mean, whoever's being scream at that point is still just going to... They're not playing ball. It's not like they're going to go, well, they won't talk on the phone with me, so I guess I won't uh, I guess I won't go in and get what I wanted. So. What if that's the rule? <laughs> Maybe that's you, the rule. You, we can't, have to... you can't kill someone you don't have a conversation on the phone with. Maybe. Maybe. For these movies, for these movies, anyway. yeah, at least. Yeah. I'm curious when it gets further along, if they embrace the cell phone thing of like maybe somebody answers the phone, it's like, <laughs> like they look and I don't know that number. Ah, click, click. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and then I just said Mickey said Ewoks blow. When he's talking about sequels to Randy. Because he goes, he's going, Star Wars Episode 5. And he's like, it's a trilogy, it was planned, doesn't count. And then she's like, I like those little things. And he's like, Ewoks, they blow. And he's like, fuck off, man. Ewoks are awesome. Of course you kill people. Ewoks rule. Uh, of course, Mickey's late to the party. The fact that Derek is late with him is why you might suspect him. Mom on the phone, Mickey in the costume, I think, in that scene. I think a lot of Mickey's goal was to kind of make Derek look guilty in a lot of this movie. So the whole, like, slice on the arm and just run away deal kind Mm -hmm. of makes it look like it was a set-up thing where it was like, just get me on the arm, it looks like I tried to fight you, you know? Like, it looks like that. So I think that's a lot of Derek's goal is kind of... I think most of what the story does is just trying to frame the other people that aren't doing it. Just I mean, what they kind of did in the first one, so... Right. <clears throat> Well-written story. Um, you know, and then... Uh, again, Billy's mom, the whole thing about repeating the events of Woodsboro, you know, that, you know, you watch it later and you go, oh, yeah, makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, again, I think Mickey having Derek do the whole song and dance thing in the cafeteria is, you know, he knows this, <laughs> the fraternity dudes are going to kidnap him. Then he's like, oh, he's already tied up. You know, <laughs> walk off of him, you know. <laughs> I don't know if the fraternity dudes, uh, you know, it's like the fraternity dudes put him in the rafters. That... So much of what I wonder about movies sometimes is, like, logistically. Like, how it worked, how it happened. Yeah. How did this person get here? How did that even, like, make, you know, feasible sense? You know, like, the 30 minutes at the end of Scream 1 that was definitely longer than 30 minutes. (laughs) It's 12 o'clock. Wake me up at 12.30 and then, like, 20, and then 20. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. What am I thinking? Um, Same director. Yeah, that was just... Yeah. It didn't make no fucking sense. Like, logistically, like, that time just doesn't... Yeah. We where just, where we did that time already. go? Yeah. We discussed it already. Go back to Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> or ahead. I don't know when this one comes out. But, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out eventually. You'll find out. Um, we already talked about... Sydney was right about the whole Tory Spelling thing. Um, apparently Wes Craven has cameos in, in these movies I did not know that huh. uh, so in the first one it's actually a play it's actually a Nightmare on Elm Street joke because if you know the janitor actually had like a, a sweater on and he had a top hat it wasn't like Freddy's top hat but a little taller 
but he actually, the janitor had the striped sweater on. And, you know, when the principal walks out, and he's like, fuck, you know, he's like, not you. And the janitor's like, fuck you. Or I don't remember what he said, but, you know, that little scene, that was Wes Craven, I guess. Uh, the jan- He was doing being the janitor. Speaking of that, I would, I didn't write it down, but I remember there was a scene, I forget what part of the movie was in the earlier part, like, beginning parts of the movie, where I believe it was, uh, I think it was Sydney had opened up her closet, and there was a sweater that was... That color. Oh yeah. I don't know. You might you might have missed. It. I just remember I looked at it. And I was like, huh. It was like slightly off, but it was the same stripe pattern and same basic colors. And I was like, huh. I was like, I wonder. Nice. Yeah. So, I guess his his cameo in this one was just he was. You barely see it. He's just a doctor that you see kind of in the background in the hallway. When Derek's getting his arms, why why am I doing it like it matters? When Derek's getting his arm worked on, and he's kind of a doctor in the hallway. And you like barely see him. So it's barely even a cameo. Just kind really. of like a background character. Yeah. There was so. There was a scene where, and I think it was it was right out you know, you know right after he got his arm sliced and all the all the cops and everything were at the house, um, and. Gail had came up and everything, and she was like there, like trying to, I guess, talk to Sydney or whatever. And I, I had this note here where so the, they were, uh, Gail was talking to her cameraman, and then you know they pan back over the house, and then talking to the cameraman, and they pan back over to Gail and the cameraman, and pan back over the house, and you see the cop cars. And my note was, and I had to go back and rewind to make sure it said, I said, wait. Did that license plate say Ohio on it? <laughs> and I went back and rewind. I'm like, it fucking did. And I started looking. I looked it up. It was supposed to take place in a fictional college town in Ohio. I don't know if you caught that. No. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> fictional college town of... Uh, what was it? Well, college was Windsor. Maybe it was maybe it was Windsor, Ohio. Who's to say? Who's to say? But yeah, so apparently he does that. Does the cameo thing? I guess it's in all the movies. I think his cameo got. What I read was his cameo got out of got cut out of four because they cut a scene and it, something about the story changed, and so his cameo was no longer relevant. Um. So that's fun. Uh, I love the cameraman. He's sitting there sharpening his pocket knife. And that's when he says all the about, you know, <laughs> go get some food, go get some Prozac. Max, not Malcolm. Right. <laughs> another, another uh, scary movie rule. You gotta have the funny black guy. Funny black guy, usually, usually we kill that guy. Yeah, so... He kind of been a rule. Been a rule there. But, I mean, the two black people died in the beginning, so. Maybe that was like to compensate for all the black kills. Like, you gotta have at least, you gotta have minimum of one. Two is great. One black kill is good. Two black kills is great. Three is overdoing it. Now it seems like it's just a, a racist now movie. Now it's a racist movie. Now it's just a racist movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did any black people die in the first one? I think it was a pretty exclusively white movie in the first one. Well, if you remember, if, I don't know if you caught this at the beginning of the movie when uh, Jada's character and um, Jada's character and Omar Epps' character, that was uh, Phil and Maureen, when they were uh, walking to the, like, in line to go to the movie, she made a comment about how. About how you know these are all white films and there's nothing but white people in all these films and all these scary movies and I was like, hey, that's a, it's kind of a stab at Scream One because I think yeah. it was all white people. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you have. You know what's funny is both, both uh, in both of these movies, the people that die in the beginning still make the cover. Yeah. Like, and it, and it's, it's like funny. Drew Barrymore is like got a prime time spot on the cover of the first one, and then Jada and 
uh, whatever his name Omar is. Epps. Omar I th- Epps. Actually, looking at the cover, I think only Jada made it. Yeah, I mean, oh, looking at Omar make it. Yeah, looking at the. I still thought I remembered her. Looking at the, making it. You see Jada. Oh, yeah, yeah, just Jada. Just yeah. Jada. And then is uh. Let me say that one more time. Is that um? Okay, she's not gonna get any bigger. Also, Mickey didn't make it. And then is that one of the well see see Sydney gets the front spot and then the the right side and then maybe that's Gail Weathers on the left or you think maybe that is I think that's Gail given the uh, given the eyebrow I'll go Gail yeah so no uh, the Killers didn't make the cover whereas Billy made the cover in the first one I don't remember if Stu made the cover but. Interesting. Um, you know, in both of the movies, the first killing had the first killing of the people had absolutely nothing to do with the fucking plot. Other than just like be killed. Oh no, there's a killer. Like that's that's literally on the only thing that it's establishing in the movie is there's a killer. There's then, a killer now, and then immediately, and like, is it must be a serial killer? I'm like, wait, hold on, I just killed one person. <laughs> They kill another person. They go, oh no! <laughs> we thought this might happen. It's almost as if it's in the script. I've seen this movie before. <laughs> um, I was kind of, I was kind of mad they they killed Randy. Because I mean, you can replace that character in a third movie. Obviously, the movie nerd who talks about the rules of the horror movie. But I don't know. It's just in. He's just the innocent character. Still never, still the virgin. Yeah, never got laid. Technically, you know, so... I don't know, to me that was like, oh, keep Randy in there. I think he's a very integral part of this structure. I mean, you can replace him in 345. Maybe they didn't know they were doing 345 also at that point, but I liked Randy. I wish they wouldn't have killed him. That, uh, the scene when uh, Randy and Sydney are walking out of the school and, uh... What's his, what's his name? Um, her boyfriend. Oh, uh, what's his name? Derek. Derek. It comes up and you know they talk about like how like she's talking about how worried she is or whatever or something like that and he's like I got something that can fix that and they're both Randy seems so like what and he just starts making out with her. I'm just <laughs> like, see, see his response was like the typical like '90s response: get a room. Like I feel like my instinct would have been like they got them like. Okay, me next because I'm worried too. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, me. I'm kind of scared. Can I have a kiss, Derek? <laughs> you won't get me next too, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was not nice of Derek to leave him out of the kiss. Yeah, you yeah. gonna leave him out of the safety kiss? It's not. It's it's not a romantic kiss. It's a safety kiss. Yeah, safety kiss. Come safety on. kiss. Homies do it all the time. Uh, Randy shouldn't have moved so much. In that courtyard scene, he's on the phone, looking around. If I'm on the phone and there's a killer around, I'm staying right in the middle there, you know, just way out in the open because... You can see something coming at you. This guy's a knife guy. You know, this isn't a shooter. I'm spinning. You know? I'm watching my perimeters, my peripherals. What's going on? You know? I don't know. That's just me. But, plot. I think they should do a scream rendition where he doesn't use a knife, he uses a gun. <laughs> it's all just so much simpler. It's just a sniper. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, um, I don't know. It's <laughs> just a scream, scream movie called Sniper. <laughs> what's, what's your favorite movie? American Sniper. Good. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if it was just a movie just about people getting sniped. And so you just drop in on all these little storylines. And it's always like, oh my god, that guy died? They just make it terrible that that person died. So, you know, I don't know, the father or some, you know, somebody just had a kid. And like, okay, honey, I'll see you later. Going to work. Walks out in his car, gets sniped. You know, things like it's that. It's just a bunch of mini stories. Just a bunch of, of mini stories like you, you called just, Sniper. Yeah, you just drop in, like me and you were having a conversation, and, you know, we're 
Funny the way they died in that horror movie. Yeah, we're talking about how funny. I bet if we were in a horror movie, you'd probably die because you're close to the window. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Movie concept. Bad movie concept, probably. Or they make it seem like they're going to stop the sniper, and then every time they even get close, just people. And then, you know, they get close enough, and the dude just has like an Uzi. He's just like. And then the sequel. Sniper 2. The Sneagle Sniper 2 will be the sniper gets sniped. Oh, wow. And then he's going around and sniping sniper other snipers. Sniper 3, that sniper gets yeah. sniped. Sniper 4, that sniper gets it's like, sniped. It's like Sharknado where we just don't end. And then Sniper 5, he that next sniper misses. And he looks in the camera and he goes, Sniper no sniping. like Sharknado. We got. I think we got a franchise right now. <laughs> let's pitch it to sci-fi. There we go. Uh, let's see. Cotton was a hardcore red herring. Like, it was too obvious with Cotton. Um, just the way they made him act that he was a red herring. Like, just the way he's all he's all very aggressive with Sydney when he's asking about going on Diane Sawyer. Or Diane Sawyer? Yeah. Which I've never fucking heard of. I guess maybe that was a I, thing. I mean, I've heard of her. Yeah. And it, maybe the whole her having her own show was maybe a made-up thing. I've heard of Tom. But I think he's fictional. You know, Tom Sawyer. I don't know what he does. No, I, I, yeah, I'm, I believe that she's a person. I just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he just... Yeah, because yeah, cause she was... Uh, so obviously, I probably they probably couldn't say because of reasons or whatever. But she did ABC World News tonight. <laughs> Good morning, American twenty twenty. Because of reasons. Because or whatever. of reasons or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> same reason. <laughs> the same reasons we can't play music or audio clips. Because of reasons. <laughs> I just thought how that was used, you know. For reasons or whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway. It's just like saying, like in a movie, something happened because of plot or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like the same kind of logic, you know? It's not incorrect. No, it's not. You're right. Um, yeah, so it's Cotton, like, it just, it made me think, like, this guy just always has the worst fucking luck. You know, like, someone frames him in the first movie. They put the bloody jacket in his, what did they say, in his car or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, of course he got framed, and then he's in jail for a year and all that. And then, you know, in this one, he's just trying to talk to Sydney, And, of course, Gail didn't plan out, you know, the interview. And so then Gail, or Sydney slaps Gail again. I wonder if that's a recurring theme. Do you think Gail gets hit in the third one? I can't wait to watch and find you, out. Well, you think the third one now she'd have better reflex ability. Oh, you think Sydney gets a left hook? Like, Gail goes... Boom! You know? One can only hope. Bob and Weave, you know? Anyway. I don't know boxing. His, uh... His, uh, his acting style is, uh, is interesting. Uh, Cotton's. Oh, yes. He, uh, that's... And that's Ray Donovan. Yeah. Far later, Lee Shriver. Yep. So that's that's exactly how he how his acting style in Ray Donovan is as well. It's kind of like just I don't know, like seems like monotone, not that much emotion. Yeah. I don't know if it's just a like if that's just generally his acting style or if that's just how they wanted him to play like Ray Donovan or played this character. Just kind of like, or maybe he just can't show emotion. He doesn't look like a very emotional guy. That's true. Ray Donovan's like a... Is that like a mobbish show? Or what's going Kinda. on? Kind of. It's like it's... We, we talked about this in a previous podcast. Because I, I watched the first season. Yeah, that was in like March. Yeah. So I don't remember shit. First season and like uh, some of the some of the second season. Yeah. Uh, before just, you know, stopped watching it because I didn't have enough time. Um, kind of like... And it's not really a mobbish movie, but like... He's like a professional fixer. Mm. As in, like, he goes and cleans up people's messes. If you... He's like the wolf. 
I think you referenced that in, in that podcast as well. Oh, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So like if you're if you're a, a famous NBA player and you pick up a, a stripper or whatever, and then she overdoses in your hotel room, he's gonna come get her out and make it seem like nothing ever happened, so nothing ever comes out to the press. Never, never existed. Kevin Hart could have used him in yeah. True Story. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which, this series is okay, but. Something about all the cheese. Yeah. There's a lot of cheese in that one. Just, a lot of cheese. A lot of cheddar. Yeah. It's entertaining. Like, a, you know, I'd give it a rewatch because I haven't watched it in a minute. Different acting style for Kevin Hart, too. So yeah. That's, that's what made it interesting was a and different acting style. It wasn't him with the cheese. Yeah. The cheese came from others. And the way that they... I don't know if you got to pay money to say Instagram or whatever... But like, or you know what? I didn't know that the shade room was a thing, and I was like, "What's this shade room thing?" Like, I guess what was that? Like, some Instagram page or some shit like Basically, that? Basically, yeah. And I was, I didn't know what the fuck that was. So maybe I'm just behind on times. But it just seemed, I don't know. The shade room is actually, yeah, it's an actual. Like I didn't know. It was a like thing, it's, and it's I was like, oh, yeah. are we just like replacing Instagram? Like, we're we not supposed to say Instagram. Like, I, <laughs> I didn't know. So yeah. shade room is like. TMZ like two Put on Instagram on Instagram yeah it's like TMZ mixed with world star hip hop interesting did you, did, you, did you ever browse worldstarhiphop.com oh yeah I mean, yeah so they used to love them fight compilations <laughs> I used to watch I, I could have wait till like I think it was Tuesday I'd get home I'd get home from school I'd make my after school snack of ramen noodles yeah Get on, get on my computer, go to worldstarhiphop.com, watch the fight compilations. I'm like, yeah, you got a fucking ass beat. Yeah, I never got the fascination of watching the fights. I guess that's why I never caught the UFC bug, you know? Just watching people get the fuck beat out of each other. To me, I was always like, ah, that looks like it hurts. Would not want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, Alright, so, Scream 2... Uh, <laughs> most of the, like, get, getting towards the end of the movie, I just said, the fact that Dewey has been running around like he can fight this killer is ridiculous. And he's running around, his arm's all goofy, you know, he's got this limp. Like, he run at a guy with a knife. And he's never armed in this movie either. Mm. You know, if he was running around with a gun drawn, maybe. You know, but he's just running around... With his, you know, his nerve-damaged arm and his, you know, his, you know, the severed nerve, the leg thing. He's got this goofy leg thing going on. Not making fun of him. I am. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) But, I just, you know, like if I had a broken arm, I wouldn't be running around trying to fight people. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have a broken arm, but he obviously doesn't have full function going on. So, I don't know. That's all I thought about it. Hey, a little fun fact. Speaking of uh, Dewey, um, Rosanna on the Pulp Fiction. Yeah. That's his, that's a, his actor's, that's his sister. Nice. I decided, I literally looked that way and I saw the last name of Mark, yeah. Mark Quinn. I was like, wait a minute. I just pulled it up real quick. Ah, that's his, that's his sister. I apparently, also, I apparently can't fucking talk today because I'm stumbling all over my fucking words. I don't know if I'm on a stroke or something, but I cannot fucking talk today. It's probably because of reasons or whatever. Reasons. I don't know why I can't fucking talk today, but... Uh, I apologize for the person who has to do closed captions on his YouTube video. <laughs> Jason. I don't think we do closed captions. But. Hey, we're doing closed caption for this video. <laughs> because they suck? <laughs> Seems like terrible logic. Not only can you listen to the video and watch it... You can read it, too. It's like reading a book. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> we just have someone type up our entire podcast, like, word for word. Just and they, and they just print it into, like, a book, and they, we just start selling it. Like, oh, this is the, the book to the podcast. Like, oh, is it, like, about the process? And No. No, it's literally just, it's just transcribed. To a book. I'm not going to fucking buy that. 
Yeah. Uh, also, the other thing with Dewey is, like, I don't see how he could have survived that stab. I mean, I know they go, oh, old scar tissue, you know. Yeah, no. I was like, no, but he stabbed the fuck out. If you get stabbed so much, there's blood coming out of your mouth. You're dying. You're dead. You're dying. That's ridiculous. That's all. So, yeah, the fact that Dewey's running around like he can fight everybody and then surviving that stabbing. Ridiculous. But, whatever. I think I read that Wes Craven wanted to bring, you know, keep him alive because he thought he'd be a likable character. Which would also lead me to believe that they did know they were going to do more movies. So. I wouldn't leave the door open. Uh, I said those cops handled the car conflict wrong in every way. I would have hit the gas as soon as the window broke. Uh, dude shouldn't have said freeze when he was in front of the car. He should have just shot him. I mean, I know there's people behind, but... Hey. I don't know. Like it. Aim low. Or, you know, something. Just, I don't know. And I, I don't know, man. Take take dude's foot... Why, why didn't the car start rolling? Because you know when that guy, you know, got stabbed. You know, the window breaks. He, get, he got his throat slit, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that dude probably, like, you know, all his muscles probably, you know, releases tension, right? He just kind of, uh, right? So then he probably lets off the brake, you know? The car should probably start rolling. Other dude gets out of the car. Would you just shoot the guy? Please. I mean, simple. I mean, you're sitting in the passenger seat. I mean, you can't even just... <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta stand up to draw a gun? Is that what's going on? I don't know. He just gets his ass beat on the outside of the car. <sighs> Those cops suck. He gets that fucking pipe through the back of his head. That was, ooh. Those cops suck. Pipe went through the back that of his head. That was probably the most gruesome kill. <laughs> most gruesome kill of the movie. Pipe through the back of the head, and he, he was still like, oh, oh. And I was like, ooh. Just die. Yeah. <laughs> but then, <laughs> yeah. ugh, like, just fucking die already. Like, that's... Ugh. Yeah, that's rough. It's rough. It and then on top of that, like, so they they cut to the fact that you know he still kind of had the gun in his hand and he released tension. You could see he was still like trying to, still trying to pull yeah, the trigger, yeah, even yeah. though it was while he was making that noise. Yeah. Um, but you know they they make an emphasis that the gun's right there. Like. I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that, but I feel like maybe, like, especially if I got out of the car because the killer was knocked out. Hey, Pete Price has his gun on him. Somewhere near him. Let me find it. And let me kill this dude. And let the movie be over with. Yeah, that was my thing. But then I believe it pops back up. Yeah. If you remember, she yeah. has the gun. She's like, oh, it's this officer's gun that, you know, his fingerprints are going to be on and yada yada. And, and all like, traces back to Mickey, so I, I think she it, probably it, came and got it. It pops back up, but, like, at the time, she could have just got out and... Right. I mean, after that trauma, I mean, you get you got to climb out of the window over the killer. So that's probably a weird thing. And then you're probably not scoping out the area. Any guns... I mean, you know, if you're but in their also, situation, you assume that probably fell down somewhere in the road on the way over there, right? I mean, just maybe give it a look. I mean, he's in a car. He's knocked out. He's a stabber. He's not a shooter. So at least you got, like, a few seconds of reaction time. Yeah. A few seconds is better than none of, you know, walking away and be like, I want to go back and look at his face. And then your friend gets, his, gets her fucking throat slit over, gets stabbed in the chest or whatever. <sighs> yeah, that one's... Like, Sydney... Why would you have just you're done already, what? You're, you're, you you made were, the decision. You were over top of him. You could just be like, huh. Yeah. Because, the honk scared her off. It's like, just do it. Why'd you just do it? Just, you know, get out of the car. Oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Let's get to a phone. I bet you he still has his knife on him. <laughs> that was my other thing. I bet you he still has his knife on him. D, you know, disarm him, you know? I don't know. It was goofy. But then... I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like you're, there's windows in the car. You clearly see, and then she climbs to the front seat and goes, "Oh, we're jammed up against the wall." Yeah, no <laughs> shit. They usually up against the wall. You can see out the window. Like when they get out the car, 
when he got out the car scene, he's like, I want to go see who it is. And like, I looked and I'm like, it doesn't look like there's a head in there. I don't think there's anybody sitting in that driver's seat. And of course they get up and he's not fucking there. I'm like, ah, what did you know? What? What did you know? <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> How, yeah. These killers, man, they move. They move well. Very quietly. Very quietly. Very stealthy. You gotta think, you just, like, you're definitely concussed. Because you just were in a high-speed wreck. Yeah. And you climb out the window of a car, and you're still just agile like a cat. Magic. <laughs> you're not fumbling all over the place. Oh! Oh, fu- you know. <laughs> you, need, you need to be in the special forces. <laughs> if you can. If you can do that. Be concussed. And then just kind of, oh, okay. Plus, plus, <laughs> her friend... He's looking in the direction of the car. Like most of the When time. they're talking about yeah. it. So wouldn't you think she'd be like, Oh, yo, he's right there. He's right there. Like, I don't know. Wouldn't you think? She'd be like, hey. He's getting out. <laughs> I don't know. Unless in the split second where she's like, no. He's like, <laughs> he's, like he's looking in the side view mirror. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look away, bitch, look away, bitch, look away. Yeah, maybe he's magic. Ducks out does a tuck and roll real quick. What you didn't know is he put a secret compartment earlier in the movie in the bottom of the cop car. He just drops out. <laughs> he's like, you didn't know what cop car they're going to be in, so he did it in all the cop cars. <laughs> <laughs> just spend the better half of a month just cutting holes in the fucking bottom of cop cars. Uh, I don't know. Hey, you're a car guy. What the fuck would have been wrong with the back door in a front-end collision? Plot? <laughs> Did plot get jammed in the door? It's newer cars is possible. Older cars, it's still possible, but, like, older cars were, like, built fucking sturdy. Yeah. So, like, all the damage always got centered, like, wherever the impact was. But, I mean, I could see if you hit something hard enough, it could bend the frame enough where you can't get the door open. Okay. I just didn't know. Newer cars, is, it almost, that happens a lot because newer cars are, like, designed to, instead of the force of the impact be on one part of the car, it's supposed to spread the force of the impact around the car, therefore making it to where, you, you know, you as a driver aren't taking, like, a full brunt of hitting a wall. Interesting. Older cars, you hit the front wall and, like, the front of the car takes the brunt and your body takes the brunt versus like if they distribute the, the force out equally around the body of the car goes there it, it lessens by the time it hits you it's still gonna fucking hurt but like it's not gonna be like you just hit the wall it's gonna be like your car hit the wall and you were in the car okay. that's why newer cars like basically get totaled out so fucking easily now versus you know fucking 1970s Buick could slam into a fucking wall and still drive away <laughs> okay Oh, tidbit. Just hose the person off of the dashboard. And yeah. Keep yeah. on rolling. Adjust the carburetor. <laughs> I just thought maybe someone jammed some plot in there. Yeah, you know, know what? The, the plot really had to be in <laughs> Take it to the body shop and they're like, Somebody put plot in here! God, everybody's always putting plot in the door frames. But the only other thing I could think of would be maybe... Because obviously you can't open it up from the inside because it's, cop, it's a cop's car. Maybe the door was still locked. Like, <laughs> like maybe the door was still locked, and you know. And to be fair, if you can't open it up from the inside because it's a cop car, you know, obviously it's not going to have the little fucking lever that them cars in the nineties right. had, where you just boop. So like maybe it was just locked and needed the key to unlock it. Mm. So maybe. Could be. I don't know. They cool. had they had a. Had some some force ripping down that fucking caging though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how don't, easy that'd be I for. A... I don't think that's very very easy to just rip down. She saw a little a little fucking tear. And was like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like seeing a paint chip on the wall where you just start scratching at it. You know what I mean? It's, it's like it's a fucking metal cage. You know? I don't know. She's great. I'm like, God damn, you fucking strong as shit. Yeah, she she focuses on forearms day. Like maybe you're the killer. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate plot twist takes off the mask. It's fucking her. Sydney. Yeah. 
you ever notice she was never in the same frame at the same time? <laughs> it's because she's great at changing clothes. Uh, you know, so Sydney gets out of the car, runs into the theater. Apparently, she's attracted to the music. I don't know. I would have been attracted to a phone. Yeah. The police, and then maybe... Help. I don't know. Definitely. I don't know. That, that, for that to be the villain plan, to be playing music in the theater, and for her to run into the theater, just seems a little too perfect. And for de- I don't know. That just seemed like it all worked out too well. Oh, I like... I think you would be running for help, not to the theater. Yeah. Or running to find... I guess she thought there was help in the theater if you want to... Or be running to find the barrel of a shotgun, because apparently this is what your life is just going to consist of for the rest of your life. It's just this. Yeah, I think, you know what? The barrel of a shotgun seems a lot better than just having to fucking live through that every single fucking year. Like, you know what? Just, I'll Kirk Cobain myself. (laughs) Yeah. So all that happens, and then Derek, she can't decide if he's on Mickey's team or not. Then Derek gets shot, and, you know, the villain downfall always. Talk, 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 It's like, yo, if you just shot her. They just explain, have to explain how they got there, why they got there, and their whole life story, and... yeah. You see, I first started thinking about killing gerbils when I was eight. It's when and, I shoved uh, one in my ass. And it didn't survive. But it scratched me. And I was like, fuck that gerbil. I killed gerbils. I started off with gerbils. Then I moved to bunnies. From bunnies, I went to cats. Cats, I went to dogs. Dogs, I went to horses. Horses, I went to you cats. You shoved a horse up your ass? <laughs> Oh, you just meant on murder. No. Both. Is there a Charles? No. Maybe there's a Harley. He'd be further down the street. We don't have to. That's a Harley. That's a Harley. That's a Harley. Let's finish up before he comes in and crashes. Yeah, always the villain downfall. Talk about the talk. A little dramatic when Mickey gets shot again. Just the, and he just <laughs> definitely jumped back a lot. I don't know. Yeah. People people seem to get all awful airborne when they get shot I don't in know, movies. I mean, like Harder They Fall was the prime example of the dude just like. <laughs> you know, I don't think anyone has flew ever been back like five feet. Shot. You just fly in the air like that, like especially not from yeah. a, especially not from a standard issue police pistol. Right. Like, I don't know about, like, with those big revolvers in Harder They Fall, if maybe... I don't, like, I don't know. If I shot you with a forty four Magnum right here, you might, like, you know, because, I mean, that's some that's some heavy-duty shit. But, you know, I don't, I don't know about guns and stuff, so... I'm just talking out of my ass here. Well, yeah, I mean, I've never shot anyone. I've never been shot. I mean, if you want to test this theory out, I mean, I'll shoot and you, you can be shot and we can see how far you go. Man, I'll put a bulletproof yeah, vest on. put a bulletproof vest on. I aim for your leg. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's wrap this up. Uh, what would you, would you rate this movie? And why? I'm trying to think of what I rated. What I rated the other one. This one is a. This one's a solid five. Wow, I'm giving an F, huh? I feel bad giving it an F because I still like the story. It's not as elaborate as the last one, and it's definitely not as good as the last one. I want to say I gave the first Scream a 7 or something like that, but I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head. Um, but it's definitely a D for me. Not the best. I would watch it again. So I do enjoy it, and I like watching series, yeah. so I would watch it again. But it doesn't mean it's great. And it doesn't mean I don't like it when I give it a D. I mean, so you typically give D to things you like, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'd watch it again. But like, it was just really drawn out. Yeah, I feel like they really like dragged the whole plot out. They do like that. Like they really that, stretched it. That, and that one, movie, I think they needed the time that they took 
to tell everything. That movie could have been done an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, number two definitely could have been shorter, but... There was a lot of, uh, as Spongebob once said, hoopla. Hoopla! It was Spongebob. It was in the training videos in the Spongebob yeah. Squarepants series, but... Yes. Hoopla! Hoopla! Yeah. Yeah. All right, so a D and a five. No works. Um... Yeah, I don't know when this is getting released, so I can't tell you what's next. But uh, guarantee it's gonna be a podcast. It's probably gonna be a podcast. Probably gonna be a podcast, maybe a video. Thank you for viewing or uh, listening. Uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Constant Crisis at Constant Crisis One on Twitter. Twitter. I like to say the second T and the third T. Twitter. 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 And you can email us your comments or suggestions or critiques complaints love letters nudes nudes <laughs> to content crisis hotline at yahoo.com and uh, we'll see you uh, next time hey yo